You're listening to the Quince podcast. If the shutting down of schools affected the accessibility of education, it also affected physical and mental health of students from across various communities. Although there's not been any survey on the mental health crisis amongst children in the pandemic, from a report published in the journal New Scientist, we at least know this that is stunning 115 million children in India are at risk of malnutrition as the midday meal program which is the world's largest lunch program for primary school children was disrupted by the pandemic and it's not just a concern about midday meal beneficiaries only in these pandemic months the general food insecurities that propped up in the marginalized communities have raised concerns of malnutrition amongst school going children generally given that students with poor or no access to internet or mobile and laptops or even enough personal space might find the good old fashioned in person teaching methods useful should india reopen schools as students of classes 9 to 12 are set to rejoin schools on a voluntary basis from 21st september is it going to be a risky choice especially for malnourished children since the coronavirus infections are increasing and finally what work needs to be done before india reopens schools for all For this podcast I spoke to Anjana Teneja who's the campaign lead of inequality education and health at Oxfam India Ashok Rao who's the general secretary of the Swami Sevananda Memorial Institute and Shahid Jamil who's a virologist You're tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Shorbhuri So this is part 2 of a two part podcast on how shutting down of schools have impacted students across India. In the first part we talked about the digital divide between various groups, rural and urban, private and government schools etc, which has made the technocratic approach to education in the pandemic ineffective for a large section of school going children. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, please check it out on our show notes. But we'll begin the second part of this podcast keeping in mind the question that we addressed in the first part, should schools reopen or not? As of 17 September India recorded 5.12 million cases of coronavirus only 1.53 million cases behind the US which has the highest number of infections and with a daily rapid increase of cases in thousands and thousands it may not take too long for India to be the global epicenter of the pandemic while the prolonged shutdown of schools in the past few months reduced students exposure to coronavirus it has also triggered many unanticipated adverse effects the impact on students health being one of the major side effects and i'd like to start with data from some recent findings if the new scientist report said 115 million children are at risk of malnutrition in the pandemic oxfam findings from a survey in the states of bihar chatisgarh jharkhand orissa and uttar pradesh between may and june 2020 found out that 35% of children did not receive their midday meals Despite a court order to ensure a steady supply of midday meals with UP faring the worst with 92% children reporting not receiving any midday meals at all. Why is that concerning? Anjela Taneja who's the campaign lead of inequality education and health at Oxfam India explains why malnutrition is equally concerning as the inaccessibility of education for vulnerable young children since schools shut down. children's rights are interconnected so definitely there would be an impact uh, both ways the pandemic has brought together a toxic mix of disruption of education and impact on health including mental health 
and malnutrition. As it is, uh, nearly half of India's children are undernourished. According to the NFHS uh, survey, 77 million children are malnourished in India. A good 115 million children are dependent on the midday meal for their uh, nutrition before any disruption of the institution that delivers the supply of the midday meal would definitely also have an impact on the availability of nutrition and would in turn result in increased malnutrition. The consequence of that is a weakened immune system, it is increased fatigue, it is a risk of communicable diseases and in the long term also would affect development of children. We have not yet seen how great the impact would be of uh, this pandemic. Now we know that the existing digital divide made education out of reach for students, but what stopped the midday meal provisions? While the pandemic did bring in some hurdles in supplying midday meals, Mr. Ashok Rao, the General Secretary of the Swami Sivananda Memorial Institute, believes that the pandemic can't be cited as the sole excuse of the non-delivery of nutrition to children. He says that the problem lies in the privatization of midday meals that has shifted the responsibility away from the government. Now, coming to midday meals, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, the midday meals has been privatized. You have the Akshay Patra, which is a giant corporation. You have the smaller, smaller takedars all over the country. Uh, I don't think that something like midday meal or uh, uh, or uh, Anganwadis or uh, Asha, these should not be privatized. You have to have it under direct supervision of the government and responsibility of the government and accountability of the government. Pandemic has just exaggerated the problem. No, uh, as per the NSA, National Food Act, you cannot get away by pandemic. You are, the act says that you have to give cash or, or raw material. What is stopped by the government not implementing the National Food Security Act? But since we're talking about the physical health of school children from marginalized communities as schools shut down, Mr. Rao also points out that we can't ignore the deterioration of the mental health as well. It has already been said by experts that a silent mental health crisis is on the rise as India battles the coronavirus pandemic. And to know more about it, please check out QuintFit, the Quint's health vertical, where we covered it extensively. But now let's listen to what Mr. Rao has to say. Besides that, you see, besides, forget about education, that's the latest thing. Imagine if in one room you were stuck with your parents, your children, your husband and your uh, maybe grandparents in one room. It would be suffocating, not physically, but mentally. Hmm. There is no relief for them. So when we started approaching them and started doing some program for these children, you cannot imagine some parents came and actually cried. They said, you do not know what you have done for us. You have given us like, you know, you have like lifted the thing of the pressure cooker. We just did not know what to do. The children were getting restless. Uh, I, I think now this COVID has taught us that uh, we must uh, make alternative arrangements to physical uh, teaching. And in number of schools, there are not enough teachers. So there may be, even if the school is open in rural areas, there will be one teacher and there will be six teachers. Two of them would be on maternity leave. Somebody, the department doesn't care to replace them. There will be one or two teachers handling some six, seven classes. Just go to the rural areas in UP and see. 
And with all these grueling factors in mind, we are back to the conundrum. On one hand, because of the shutdown and the lack of adequate infrastructure, not only has the digital divide stunted educational outreach, but malnourishment has also become a problem. But on the other hand, the coronavirus infections have also seeped into the deepest hinterland where health infrastructure is weak to nil. So, should schools continue with their shutdowns or reopen? Will reopening of the schools make it risky for malnourished children? Mr. Shahid Jamil, a virologist, says that it can't be answered with a yes or no. It's hard for me to say whether all schools should open or not open uh, because of, of this problem. But let me just say that, uh, you know, COVID has impacted not just the learning among the students uh, who belong to the poorer sections of society, uh, but has also affected their nutritional status uh, simply because the midday meal schemes used to provide them with, uh, with nourishment, which has been missing with closed schools. Uh, India is a country where uh, we have a lot of uh, stunting, wasting, and underweight uh, problem in children under five. Uh, and this is definitely linked to immunity. When children are not getting the right nourishment in early life, uh, their immune system is also compromised and doesn't uh, you know, protect them as well as a child who is properly nourished. So it's a, it's a difficult question to ask whether schools should open uh, to provide education and nourishment, but on the other hand, opening of schools will uh, bring children more into contact with each other and increase the chances of transmission. Uh, so I guess it's important to take these decisions at the local levels rather than uh, make a blanket decision across the country because even the outbreak is expanding at different rates in different parts of the country. Uh, so a more nuanced approach rather than a one-size-fits-all approach is likely to work uh, in this situation. So is there a way out of this labyrinth? Keeping all the side effects of school shutting down in mind, what is the work needed to be done before reopening schools? Mr. Rao suggests that there should be a national survey to understand the impact on children, especially those from deprived communities. So, see, there are so many wheels within wheels. There has to be a serious study. But what worries me is that we need to make a national survey and a national evaluation of what has been the impact of COVID on children. Yeah. Particularly children who have nothing you know because as it is these children face deprivation mm. of every kind you know a deprivation which your children do not face whether it's deprivation of food whether it's deprivation of emotion mm. whether it's deprivation of space there's not a little corner in that room which the child can say is mine mm. you know so already there and then on top of it you lock them up you what is the what is really their situation we need to evaluate. And Ms. Taneja says that some basic logistical details need to be sorted out first. 
sort out the logistics which isn't a rocket science kerala has been giving out warm cooked midday meal uh, since the beginning and by all accounts isn't doing a too bad a job in the same study states chatisgarh has uh, reports 80% students uh, report parents re- report receiving it uh, what is it that they did in march when the lockdown was imposed the state gave away rations for the first 40 days of the lockdown then it again distributed rations for another 45 days uh, some 29 lakh students across uh, the state's 43000 schools received dry ration packets that has rice oil soya bean pulses salt and pickle some parents can go to the school to pick it up those who cannot have self help groups and school staff who go to ensure home delivery therefore if you have a standard protocol uh, which is then also implemented it isn't rocket science to fix uh, the midday meal supply issues what is it that needs to be done overall before reopening of schools uh, two sets of uh, two sets of Uh, solutions really one is the practical things uh, some of the uh, schools are currently quarantine centers or shelter homes uh, so those they need to be vacated because obviously if there is someone else in the school rather than the children then obvi- obviously schools cannot reopen uh, decent since this there is a history of this happening within school buildings disinfection of uh, the buildings would need to be done and uh, ideally there should be some mechanism of certifications of schools to be safe to reopen so that parents are confident that their kids are going to be safe in the in the new premises in the premises uh, water sanitation hygiene facilities in the school need to be enhanced uh, given the fact that we obviously have a pandemic we probably need to upscale health facilities in schools and we need to develop standard operating procedures for how distancing would be maintained how would small uh, group instruction happen how would uh, children uh, be also be oriented and sensitized and convinced to adhere to these uh, sops would require effort If you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates we'll have on Apple Google Podcast Spotify Geo7 and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section for any feedback shoot an email to podcasts@thequinn.com Thanks for listening Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts. 